an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome in. We uh, should be live on Twitter. Uh, we are kind of, I'm scrambling to put this together last minute. It's there, so I just retweeted it. Good. Go, go we're trying new things. things. We're trying new we are. things. See, we'll see, we'll see if it works. So the trade deadline has come and it has passed. Um, and what a trade deadline it was. It goes from a deadline that didn't look like it was going to be very um, active to one that kind of just blew up over the last few hours and was absolutely incredible. So, of course, the point is we'll go over everything from a betting perspective, go over the odds changes, see if there's anything uh, to be acted upon as these trades have come down. And uh, we are on a little bit of a tighter schedule. So let's just dive right in. I wanted to start with the big story that happened last night. And, of course, it's one that I decide for the first time ever, I'm not going to go to sleep at, like, 1230 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep, maybe get some Zs, because uh, there's not like a – you know, I want to get up and get ready for this whole trade deadline deal. And then I uh, wake up at 4 in the morning to multiple texts and emails from Bill AD asking me if I wanted to comment on the big trade. And I'm like, oh, of course. <laughs> and sure enough, it's Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. So – Kevin Durant, a member of the Phoenix Suns, uh, the immediate adjustment, Kelly, was to throw this team at the top of the odds board or near the top of the odds board for a lot of places. When I went on a numbers game earlier today, Durant and the Suns had gotten up to the second choice on the board, but still the choice, plus 425 over at DraftKings for the Phoenix Suns. We start there. That deal, did you agree with my thinking that that was a good deal for the Suns? Obviously, you get Kevin Durant, but it was a little aggressive in moving them as far up as the uh, the market did. Yes, completely. Um, I mean, look, I, I think when we're, we're going to do, I'm sure we're going to hit it at some point, but the classic big winner, big loser situation from the day, right? It, it, it's still, I, I think there's some, there's multiple winners from, from the day, but the Suns are out there too. When you're able to get this kind of caliber player, um, I think they automatically go out there. Now, yes, am I concerned with, uh, you know, lack of depth and things like that on this team? Sure, but I, we knew that was going to happen, right? If, if Kevin Durant was going to get traded somewhere, it was going to have to be for multiple pieces and a lot of draft picks. That's exactly what happened. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a li- there, there's still question marks over this Phoenix Suns team. So to, I think to put them as short as they are, 
I'm, I'm with you. I think is a little is a little much. Yeah, and when you're looking at like the teams that they're over, right? Like the Milwaukee Bucks at six to one. Who we'll get to them. They made a move as well, one that they desperately need. I, I wouldn't say desperately needed. They needed um, yeah. ahead of a team like the Denver Nuggets, and like that's the big question, right? Is like the depth. Their t- their top five. Their top. We'll call it three. DeAndre Ayton's been kind of underwhelming this year. But when you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Chris Paul, it's going to be pretty effective the way that they run their offense. Having said that, like Chris Paul has kind of been a shell of himself this year from an offensive sure. standpoint. He has not been anywhere near as effective. And I also thought, too, because we always get wrapped up in um, right odds to win the NBA Finals, odds to win the Western Conference. You know, as somebody mentioned to me in, on Twitter, because I was like, you know, this team's now minus 175 to win the Pacific Division. There are two games back, and while two games, you would think, like, that's nothing. Yes, but when you're laying 175, you're saying there's a 64% chance that they overcome right. a two-game right. deficit. Like, that, when you put it in that prism, that, that, I think, completely alters the way you're looking at Phoenix. So, it's funny. We always come to these trade deadlines, and it's always the question of, okay, what am I betting on with Team X that acquired Player A? And it's like, I actually think you're looking pretty much everywhere else except for the Phoenix Suns. And if you have a bankroll... Uh, that would allow you to play like a yes-no market over at Circa and bet a no. There's more value in betting against Phoenix to win this title or win the Western Conference than it would be uh, to win an NBA Finals or to win like a Pacific Division. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be running to to bet a no price on them either, but I I hear what you're saying. And I think they, I mean, that that division is just fascinating from the odds, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, Suns minus 175, Clippers plus 320. They were very active today. Uh, the Kings plus 370. They're in the lead in the division. Warriors 20 to 1. Lakers 80 to 1. It's just, it, it's chaos. I mean, the, the amount of um, huge names that are in that division now is just incredible. Uh, I'm scrolling right now to get the price for you uh, over at Circa. Suns, uh, no minus 765. They're a little bit higher, though, too, on their, uh, they're a little bit lower on the odds for them to win, plus 550 compared to plus 425 everywhere else. And they don't hang division odds, but. Yeah, I think that's where you're looking. And it's not even necessarily betting against, as I mentioned with you guys when we were talking on a numbers game, um, betting other teams, I think, is the way you kind of bet against the Phoenix Suns in this odd shift in this Western Conference that has uh, turned around quite a bit. But look, you like it a lot. I just wonder, too, when you talk about this from a depth perspective, you need something. And while you look around, it's going to be pretty fascinating Sorry, I'm looking like something just popped up. I was like, oh, is it one of those like post-trade deadline? No, we got the facts in in time. Um, But yeah, the the depth, I think, is a really big concern as well. Like the first guys coming off of this bench for the Phoenix Suns and what that's going to look like. But they're they're really intriguing. Like, I can't lie. And I think that that starting five is going to be a lot better defensively than I think a lot of people might initially realize. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that too. The the, the other one, the one that I was really, I got really interested in with today post, you know, morning after Kevin Durant, uh, you know, Evan Cohen had posted this on Twitter. You hear him on Sirius XM NBA Mad Dog Radio too. Uh, just we was he was wondering is are they trying to shop DeAndre Eight right now? Right, mm-hmm. For, you know, get rid of his massive contract, be able to break that up into a couple more pieces that you could add to this team. I mean, that got me really excited. Right, it, it, obviously, it'd be a hard piece to move. I think with that contract that he's under now. But man, if you could find someone to take that on, get a get a few p- more pieces to add to this roster. That would have been then. I think the Suns would have been an overwhelming uh, favorite to me because I think there is going to be some some question mark of where, where does DeAndre Ayton fit into all this, right? Are you really just a guy that's going to be cleaning up the glass and putting stuff back? I mean, how much are you going to be involved regularly in the offense? 
Um, I, I think that's a question mark. Uh, yeah, and then the, and then the bench depth. And, and look, I think this is a new challenge for Chris Paul too, right? At this point in your career where, um, look, at different times, you're going to have to be relied on to be a scorer if some of those, you know, if Booker, Booker Duran are on the bench, something like that, or other times getting those guys into position to score, right? I mean, these are two of the best jump shooters that, that you're going to see in the NBA, and that means a more active offense, more, more off-ball movement from some of these guys getting into position where he's going to have to create that offense. So uh, I think it puts a lot of pressure on him. I think it puts pressure on this coaching staff to get, to figure out how they're going to work uh, Aiton and all these guys into this. And then the bench, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Shamit, Craig, you know, Cameron Payne, like these guys are going to have to be major contributors to, to this team, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, this is um, it's fascinating, man, and they, and it does I think as well. And to give people an idea, again, this is just one shop. This is DraftKings to where we were to where we are now for Phoenix. The Suns on Friday were twenty to one to win the NBA title. Um, yeah. They are you know now plus four twenty five to win an NBA title. So uh, their odds have been cut just a little bit here uh, when it comes to winning that NBA Finals. And uh, look, I echo everything that you're talking about the uh, the off court stuff with DeAndre Ayton too. Not that he's been a distraction, but to mention like his his net rating numbers and things like that like it has not really been great uh with him out there on the floor for the Phoenix Suns so it's going to be a fascinating dynamic but they should all work together for the most part it's just what you're looking at after you start to dip into the bench a little bit here for the Phoenix Suns and I, I think the ripple effects for this too is we kind of move off of this which is like who does it affect around the Western Conference one of the teams that I had thrown out there or I think two of them uh, were the Denver Nuggets and then the Memphis Grizzlies. Because I, I think both teams, specifically Denver, really kind of lack a defensive piece to put up against a Kevin Durant. Uh, I thought that the Nuggets were, when you looked around at the landscape of the yeah. trade deadline, uh, kind of oddly quiet, given everything that was shaking up around them in the Western Conference. Yeah, no, don't don't disagree. Uh, I mean, I thought when I first saw the Durant news last night, and it's it's funny you say because you were asleep. I was falling asleep, and then I got hmm. the whole I got the whole. Why is my phone buzzing? Like, who's calling me right now? You know, I got to be up at four thirty in the morning for a show. What's going on? It's oh no, nobody's calling me. I'm getting sixteen different people texting me about this. I was able to at least get. Oh, you're popular. Get <laughs> they were just all texting me about Kevin Durant, right? Um, I was able to at least get in and get in, uh, get a piece of uh, them to win the West before it all got taken down everywhere here in town and then reposted. Um, but yeah, I, I thought as soon as that happened, JVT, it was signal the arms race to, in the West, right? This is a major, major addition to a good team in the Western Conference. And now everybody else around them needs to start thinking. I and mean, we've been talking about this West being wide open. Well, it gets... Is it still open? Sure. But but that line of teams that, that are kind of getting cut off of being really considered true contenders, that it's getting shorter now, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's at least getting shorter. And that team clearly becomes, I, I think they clearly do become the favorite in the West. Now, we can argue what number they should be at, but I do think they should be the favorite in the West. And I guess I was a little surprised at the reaction we saw from different teams around the league today. You saw the Clippers go out and be very active, right, in far, as far as switching up what their backcourt's going to look like heading into the rest of this season. And I'm sure we'll hit on them in a bit here. Um, but, you know, the Nuggets, I mean, that Bones Highland trade I thought was 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 really, uh, really a bit of a head-scratcher. And then the fact that they didn't go out and add anybody, to your point of – Okay, who how is this going to work, you know, defensively when they're playing a team like the Suns? 
you know, you brought this up on a numbers game. I think Aaron Gordon, you know, sure, he can hang with Durant when we're talking, you know, maybe more towards the paint and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't know if he really want Aaron Gordon chasing him all over the court. That, that's maybe not the most ideal thing in the world. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I thought that, um, you know, Warriors bring back Gary Payton. I, you know, I guess that helps a little bit. Uh, from some of theirs, you actually brought that up a number of game too. I think they they actually a little match up match up kind of well, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. the Suns as far as the the different weapons they can find uh, 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 defensively that they can use against them. Uh, but the West the West is stacking up. It's in an interesting place right now. I I think I expected a little bit more um, from some of these teams though. Just and I know it's tough to pull off in twenty four hours, but I think as soon as you got that Kevin Durant signal, it was man, this is on. Right, this is on in the West as far as kind of kind of assembling as many weapons as you can, and then in the Eastern Conference, if we switch over there for a second, uh, JVT, it's one of those. Okay, there's now this this vacuum right where the Nets no longer exist. So if you're these teams that we kept talking about for weeks leading up to the trade deadline, the Chicago Bulls, the Toronto Raptors, what were they going to do? Right, how many pieces were they going to sell? How many pieces were they going to get rid of? And you know, I think most that was the most bizarre part of the maybe the day to me is those teams not doing anything really besides besides Toronto adding Jacob Pertle, which apparently they're going to be you know buyers not sellers is what that signaled to us. But there's this there's this power vacuum now left of those teams didn't necessarily wave the white flag like okay Boston Milwaukee Philly it's all you one of you three is going to take it down by by selling pieces they didn't do that but they didn't really help themselves much either by buying and getting into a better position to really contend. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought it was maybe I think this Durant trade really had everybody scrambling at the last, at the last minute to figure out what they really could pull off and what they could. So focusing real quick on the Western conference, uh, when it comes to Denver, you know, in talking to uh, people out in like the Denver area who cover the nuggets, yeah. it, it, the Bones Highland actually hasn't been playing uh, the last four games right. he has sat and some of it has to do with a little bit of dinged up, but uh, by all accounts, he has fallen out of the good graces with the, uh, the nuggets. There's a lot of immaturity issues that caused them to sell pretty low. Um, he had been knocked out of the rotation. So I think there's a lot of people, like you said, expressed surprise at him getting traded for the price that he did. But by all accounts, the nuggets were all done with him, which speaks <laughs> to like some issues with like some maturity and maybe availability right. down the road. But to your point, like, it is a really good buy low piece for a team like the Clippers. And like that's that's my only point, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. And we understand that. Right? Like, I'm not like we get so wrapped up in some of like the well, who won this trade? Who won this trade? And sometimes guys just aren't good fits on teams, right? Like we've seen that with Jimmy Butler throughout the course of his entire career, basically, right? Where he finally seems to have a good fit with the Miami Heat. So I don't, I'm not going to blame a team for, for getting rid of a guy like Bones Highland. If it's not, if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit to your point, but it was a, I, I, for the Clippers, a great buy low spot. So when it comes to like, you, I wanted to focus on one of your statements that you made that you think the Suns should be the favorite in the Western conference. Uh, I don't, okay. uh, I still, I still think that if we're talking about at full strength, the golden state Warriors should be rated higher than the Phoenix Suns uh, on a neutral okay. court. Uh, I, I would argue that the the Warriors are a little bit more of a deeper team, right? They go out and get Gary Payton, so that helps out their bench a little bit. Uh, the Wiseman move was just to save a bunch of money type of deal, which right. wasn't even the rotation, so that was good for uh, them. I mean, they they had, what, two years to figure out what to do with that guy? Right. They never figured out anything with him. I have no problem. I think there's people 
people that aren't as deep into the NBA may be overreacting to that today. It's it's man, it whatever. It's a pick pick that really didn't work out at least for them. Move on, it, move on, get better, focus on the playoffs. And so when we're talking about this from like the betting perspective of where to act after the trade deadline and whatnot, I kept coming back to actually Golden State. Um, yeah. When you when you talk about like this morning, by the way, at, at Westgate or at Superbook, I pointed this out. They were as high as nine fifty this morning to win the Western Conference. Uh, they're now at about seven to one, six fifty, depending on where you shop for your numbers. I think there's still a seven fifty out there to win the Western Conference. Standings wise, they are in the play in right now, but only one and a half games back of the sixth seed. And we know that Curry's going to be out through the All Star break, and we'll see he gets reevaluated according to one report earlier today uh, out there. But you and I have talked about this a lot. Like for me, I focus on when you're talking about futures, like buying on teams that are not performing well because of injury as opposed yep. to poor performance. And that is what Golden State is right now. Golden State has gone through a plethora of injuries, mainly to Steph Curry at this point, that has caused them to get knocked down a peg a little bit here. But I, I think when you're talking about shifting the odds the way that they are and to look at it the way it's stacked up and to say right now the Warriors are the fourth most probable team to win the Western Conference, which is the way it stacks up, that's just not something I would agree with when we're talking about everybody at full strength at this point right now, and especially when we're talking about a potential matchup with Phoenix where I do think they have a lot of pieces to really match up with that starting five of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree. I mean, it's the – look, for the – do I think the Suns should be the favorite? Yes, I think they should be the favorite. We're talking about betting odds. I absolutely, I think the the Warriors, and then look, man, I'm going to keep coming back to them. And look, maybe I'm going to look like an idiot at the end. But if you're far as, as far as you're talking about making bets right now, I don't think that there's any reason, JVT, like like you brought up with the in, injury thing, right? Mm. A buy low point on the New Orleans Pelicans, I don't have a problem with. Zion is coming back at some point. We saw for a stretch earlier in the season how well this team played both offensively and defensively when that when all those guys were on the court. I, I don't see a reason why they can't get back to that point. I really don't. Um, obviously, they've had massive struggles re- recently. There's no doubt about that. But you get Zion back after the All-Star break is what it's sounding like now. Get him back in there. You're going to talk about these, these numbers are going to continue to drift on the Pelicans. I haven't yep. pulled... I pulled the trigger about a month, or I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago on a 13 to one to win the West. But they're they're a team I'll be I'll be hitting again here at a, at a longer number at a certain point because I don't think there's I don't care how you want to rank these teams, what, one through eight or whatever, but what's cool, one through nine. We'll throw we'll throw Kings and Lakers in there too. I don't care however you want to rank these teams, one through nine in the West. I to me. There's not a huge separation between almost all of those teams. Yeah. Kings, Kings and Lakers a little bit further back. But, you know, Lakers are a team we got to talk about too, JBT, because they, they were well, – I was impressed with what they were able to do yesterday. So and, the, the, and then the Durant stuff happens, right? Well, so that's where – there were two bets that really stuck out to me. Like, again, when we're talking about what bets do you make coming out of this yeah. in terms of the numbers that are still really available – and that was the best price on the Warriors to win the Western Conference. Yep. Um, and the other was, uh, I have to look at other spots. The one I could find that actually hung up these odds right now. FanDuel currently has the Los Angeles Lakers at, yes, plus 194 to make the playoffs. And I think that very much is something that, like, one after now all this smoke has settled, that at near 2-1 to one for the Lakers to make the playoffs is something that I think is is worth looking into now. 
there is a gap for them to climb out of, right? They are right now two games out of the sixth seed to get to, or excuse me, two games out of the 10 seed. To get all the way up to the sixth seed is a really monumental task for the Los Angeles Lakers because we're talking about, I think, four and a half games, uh, maybe five and a half games. My math is terrible out of the sixth seed. So finishing like safely inside of the top six, very much something that's not really, I think, going to be in the cards for them. But when you look at the makeup of what the play-in could be for the Los Angeles Lakers, and let's say that the Warriors, once they get healthy, can climb their way out and, you know, whatever one of the other teams that is floating around that nexus right there in like three, four, five, six in the West falls into the play-in. I think this was a team that, like you said, I like kind of what they did. I like that you yeah. add shooting. I think I'll have to look up. I think it's uh, the, um, well, let me see, Hoop, uh, what is it? Hoop Central had this in terms of the shooting that they added. Like they had two guys that were shooting over 36% before today, and now they have like six guys that are shooting right. over yes. 36% like, from that's three. That's massive. That's yep. all the, I mean, that's, for, for us out there that have been hating on the Lakers the past couple of years, it's really just been, it's been Anthony Davis's health. Well, I mean, health of LeBron and Anthony Davis and having to be being on the court availability to be on the court at the same time together, which we just haven't seen a lot of, right? Mm -hmm. It's that. And the fact that they aren't surrounded with enough good three-point shooters. I mean, I thought, you know, everybody kind of, I, I, I kind of joked about this. It was really not a joke last year of, look, losing Malik Monk was massive for this team because he was one of the few guys who was actually shooting well for them throughout the entire course of the season. I think you add guys, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, the way these guys can shoot the basketball, I, this team, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go crazy on it, but like, JVT, I think they're up there in that bunch of these teams that I'm not going to be surprised if they made a run to a Western Conference Finals or Western Conference Semifinals. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, now, if that happened, I would tell you, well, Anthony Davis doesn't miss a single game the rest of the mm -hmm. way. That's probably how that's happening. Um, but I'm with you as far as a yes to make the playoffs bet near two to one. That's a bet I would make as well, and, and yeah. I will be making if that gets posted here. Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem is, like, you're going to have to go the route in the play-in. And look, to be perfectly honest, there's a shot that the play-in is also going to be an absolute beast because you have yeah. the, uh, the Warriors that are in there. Like, there's a scenario in which three of the four play-in teams in the Western Conference are the New Orleans Pelicans at full strength, the Warriors at full strength, and the Lakers. Right. right, like, and then throw right. in whatever fourth team, probably like the Minnesota Timberwolves or something like that, or hell, even if the Kings somehow fall down, right? Because they have a, they yeah. only have a three game lead over the seven seed. Even if that somehow happens, because they're in a little bit of a lull uh, at this point too. But like well, the, Dallas, the Western Conference play, in, right? Like that's that could be an absolute you know B to get out of, yes. and that might be quite the challenge. But I think to your point, the, what I really enjoy when teams do, and generally they do this, but not to a really good degree when teams address their weaknesses and fill the holes on their roster almost perfectly, it's really something that you really kind of like. And like a team like the Lakers, right? They like, like transition to the next LA team. So the, the team like the Lakers, I thought hit it out of the park. I, I thought they did great. I think that is worth, again, if you're in a jurisdiction that's got FanDuel, that's the one number I'm citing at plus 195 to make the playoffs. That is a bet that I would make if I had access to it. The, but like the, I thought the Clippers also hit it out of the park. The, the Clippers came into today needing guard depth, and they needed a backup center. And they flipped Reggie Jackson and John Wall and some picks and Luke Kennard to go get Mason Plumley, Eric Gordon, and Bones Highland. Like those are like those are picks that are excuse me, pickups that I think you really like if you're somebody who, like me, has some tickets already on the Los Angeles Clippers. How do you feel about the Kennard move? I think he's fine. It's like I don't think it's a really big Eric Gordon 
is a good way to offset that because Gordon can shoot and he plays better defense. Like Kennard, Kennard is a really good knockdown three-point shooter. He's a better, you know, percentage-wise, better shooter than Eric Gordon, but he doesn't play defense anywhere near the level that Gordon does. And yeah. I think that you're willing to give that away to be able to play a guy potentially in like a closing lineup or something like that if you need him. That's the one. That's the only one I kind of went back and forth on because I mm. think it's and, and I was I was thinking a lot about that um, about that closing lineup, right? Where it's when you got guys like Kawhi Paul George out there, I think you you like the idea of having that Kelly Kelly. Down. Yeah, I'm gonna take a sip of my Gatorade. There you go, the best kind. There it is. Cash that ticket <laughs> Sunday, baby. For those who are just joining us, that was very much an inside joke. But Kelly's a big a big fan of Blue Gatorade. <laughs> And a passion speech on a numbers game about why Blue Gatorade is the best, and therefore you should bet it, uh, or maybe just not bet that market ever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I was thinking a lot about these closing lineups, and I love the idea of, I mean, Luke Kennard. We're talking about one of the best three point shooters in the league, right? So the idea of losing him off off of a team like this is painful. But I hear you with the re, with the defensive replay uh, upgrade that Eric Gordon is. Yeah, and, and you know what. The one I'm just I'm looking at Eric Gordon's stat Eric Gordon's stats right now, and it's one of those. Okay, I don't offensively, it, it's not going to thrill you, but I think it's also tough to figure out exactly what these stats mean on a team like the Houston Rockets, who right. a are not that great, right, and b have a as they should have a very clear plan of how they want to utilize certain players this season, and that's yet the young guys the ball. And and get them get them playing, get them shooting, get them run, so this team continues to improve as the years go on. Yeah, and it's I think you could see not to this degree, but I always use this example. Like Justin Verlander is always the best example, right? Of a guy being traded to an area where or to a team where now he has to give a bleep about the job because yeah. like now we're playing high level baseball. And Verlander was incredible, uh, obviously, as we know since he's been in Houston Astro. I, do I think Eric Gordon's going to come around and be right? Like in all world, you know, all NBA type player. No, but like, should the shooting go up potentially now with a little bit more pep in the step and something to play for? Yeah. And and when you really look at it too, Kelly, I mean, for the most part, like a, a backcourt player, that's kind of a three and D type, but a little bit smaller, they already have Norm Powell. So in, in reality, right. Powell would be the guy that they go to. I mean, Powell's actually been closing out games for those who haven't been really paying attention uh, the Clippers have been rolling with Powell in their closing lineups in a lot of these contests, you know, uh, not like a Trey man or anything like that. And they're still tinkering with what they want to do there. So even then, like he's just a pretty good depth piece to add for a team that just needed a little bit more shooting and, you know, some defensive pieces. But I got to tell you, like the low key thing that I like the most is like Mason Plumley, because it's not even that I like Mason Plumley the player. They desperately needed a backup center. Like yes, Zubac is yeah. fine, but Zubac has like one trick in his bag when it comes to the offense, right? And it's like that really like hard kind of like runner that he throws at the rim every single time or a hook shot. And that's yeah. really about it. He's a, he's a decent threat as a lob threat too. But Plumlee, I think, has a little bit more in his bag. And he just gives them some size coming off of the bench because there are times, I mean, you saw it last night against the Mavericks, where like guys like JaVale McGee were coming in and just grabbing offensive rebounds and making life hell for him. Yeah, I think the I actually think both LA teams with what they did with Bigs, I I, mm -hmm. I, I think they made good calls uh, there. You know, Lakers, same thing, right? Get, move move on to Thomas Bryant, move on from Thomas Bryant, get Mo Bamba in there, get you know move move Patrick Beverly. I I agree with you. I just think those kind of both teams kind of in similar situations, right? So you just need you need bodies that are kind of more reliable down there. 
So the other ones that I wanted to uh, the point out in terms of like some trades and like this is where I think you get to some of the trades where you're kind of just like, just real huh. quick, John. It does look like I, I was just I'm searching. It does it does look like that FanDuel right now is the only shop up with that yes no on the Lakers and yeah, yeah. it's 194 man. Yeah. <laughs> So to recap for anybody who was just joining us on the live stream up on Twitter, uh, I, I've come in on two bets that I think are very much worth making of access to the Warriors at plus 750 or better to win the Western Conference uh, and the Lakers to make the playoffs at about plus 195 or better. FanDuel right now, the only one that's currently got that market up and live. And, and you know, kudos to FanDuel too, because at least the very much, they, they hang up playoff odds for every single team, I believe it is. Um, they don't keep any off. Yep. So you can go ahead and you can sort through those and get what you want. Um but again, kind of just talking through this trade deadline of what you want to search for, generally my philosophy is looking elsewhere other than the teams that were improved. But I do think the Lakers made enough improvements to kind of bet on them to have some success and make the playoffs at a near two to one. And then, you know, you can get in the minutiae of like, ah, they get in, but then they're in like the win or get in game, but then they'll probably be favored. So you'll have, you'll have the underdog on the other side. Like you'll be in a pretty good position uh, if that's going to be the case. So the uh, these other moves, the fringe moves that aren't really going to change odds I'll throw a couple at you. You tell me which ones you like the best. Jay Crowder with the Bucks uh, leaving Phoenix. So the one-time Buck killer in the Orlando bubble, now a member yep. of the Milwaukee Bucks. I actually um, low-key low really like that move. Um, I, I mean, it's one we've been hearing about for, what, two months, three months yeah. now? I mean, it's been an incredible amount of time we've been hearing about this move probably going to happen. Uh, I like it now that I know now that, I know that move has occurred. Um, now I know that that move has occurred, JVT, uh, that the Nets have been blown up. And now that the Suns have jumped in front of the Bucks in Correct. that NBA, in that NBA title market, I think this, th this is about the time where I'm going to come in with a Bucks bet to, I, to win the NBA finals. Can, can still I just say really favorite. quickly th yeah. that, that Bucks thing is a really good example for anybody who's watching and or listening to this later. If you ever want an example of like, an over adjustment or a team that is overvalued. Like just look at that dynamic at this moment right now between Phoenix and Milwaukee, Milwaukee totally. in terms of the future odds should not be, they should still be ahead of the Phoenix suns. The suns are really good. That is not anything, but in terms of probability, the depth that the bucks have in comparison with the Phoenix suns, the level of player and defense that they have in comparison with the Phoenix suns. Again, I think the suns are going to be an above average defensive team with their starting five out there, but the bucks when they're at full strength and you're talking about matchups, Kelly, I mean, again, if it were to be another rematch of a Phoenix Milwaukee NBA finals, there is also that, that's, that's another team that yes. is very well suited to yes. match up with the Phoenix suns when it comes to playing them on the court. So I'm with you. And like the intrigue of, if they decide to go small, and they put Giannis at the five and Jay Crowder out there on the floor with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, right? And Giannis onto the Kumpo. That is a really intriguing group of players for the uh, the Bucks to have. Like that's a really good move. And I think it's a really good example to look at that juxtaposing like juxtaposing that with the Phoenix Suns and realizing the market, I think, did overreact just a little bit with Phoenix because the but Bucks look great. Right. And 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 look, I mean, what we if we talk about those teams, I mean what Clippers. I mean, Clippers, Suns, Celtics, Bucks. Whew. I mean, any one of those matchups in the NBA Finals, right? Like that—that that could be a battle, man, between those two teams. But yes, it's—it's—it's it, it's accounting for all of those different things that happening that moves a number enough for me that it's now worth a bet. And, mm. and I—I'll just be honest. The way—the way that I'm framing my bets, and I've been. This has been. This has been my opinion all year long, and this. Uh, this really hasn't changed my opinion too much. Maybe even reinforced it is that I have Bucks and Celtics as the top two teams in the league. 
from the beginning of the season to, to right now. That really hasn't changed. So it's really just been looking for the best time, uh, you know, best time to get in on a Bucks future because I, I I think I even have a slight edge on the Bucks over the Celtics. So that Celtics number uh, being so much shorter than the Bucks, I think there's a better betting opportunity for the Bucks. This is the time I'm gonna get in on them. I will. I'll tell you though, JVT, that's a it's a bet where I'll probably be betting them to win the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Maybe a smaller bet on the Eastern Conference. I'd rather just bet that maybe more game to game when you get to Eastern Conference Finals. And as far as any Western Conference teams that I'm targeting, it's just to win the West because I still think that it's Clippers and Bucks, and then we can start talking about other teams in the NBA. So if there any of these like the Suns, I was able to get to them last night. All I did was bet better win the Western Conference. And yeah. I, I mean, if I had a couple more minutes to think about it, I probably would have, you know, thrown a few bucks on them at 20 to one or whatever they were at the time to win it all. But uh, they all got taken off the board real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, so, all right. So there's the, um, yeah. So we're in agreement answer to the, uh, the quick fire question. I believe you said, yeah, no, Jake Crowder, it, like <laughs> you and I both in agreement really like that one. The, the other smaller moves, uh, Matisse Thibel, uh, the Blazers land him from the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers get Jalen McDaniels, which is, you know, a nice piece. I think you like that, not moving any needles. Uh, you know, this, the Philadelphia 76ers uh, moving in silence a little bit, but uh, of course took a bad loss uh, to the Boston Celtics. And uh, the Knicks and Raptors, those are the other two. Knicks get Josh Hart from the Blazers. I think I think Josh Hart fits really well with what the Knicks are doing, right? Just kind of a hard-nosed player that plays on both ends of the floor relatively well. Seems like a Tibbs guy. And I guess I w- kind of wanted to focus on Jakob Pertl and the Raptors for a second because I, I feel like the Raptors – the- the- I feel like the Raptors are kind of buying their own thing, right? Like – Jakob Pertl, when you're looking at Toronto and, and you look at some of the issues that the Raptors are facing at this point right now as a group, yeah. one of the big things that sticks out to you when you look at them from a flawed standpoint, and I'm going to pull up the exact number for you here right now. Toronto comes into today 27th in half-court offense, 93.6 points per 100 plays according to Cleaning the Glass in half-court offense. In terms of free throw rate for the Toronto Raptors, they're a team that doesn't regularly get to the rim uh, with a with um, regularity, and it's not from like drives to the basket or whatnot, right? It's about like putbacks and drawing fouls there. Like Pirtle's yeah. a really good player, and I think they needed a center, like a true center. It really helps. I'm just not sure if like like that's really what you're spending assets on to break your way through the Milwaukee's and Phillies and Boston's of the world. I just kind of didn't understand what Toronto was looking at trying to do. You know? Oh, I think it was. I, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I, I think this Kevin Durant, this Kevin Durant move froze everybody, I, 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 especially in the East, right? I, I think it's the the teams like, and I've got even circled if we were to talk the biggest winner, biggest biggest losers, Bulls, Raptors, Heat. Where where are you at now versus where you were at twenty four hours ago? Right, you didn't do anything, and I I think we you know Bulls, Raptors. We had a lot of these you know a lot of these reports and rumors going around about all these players being on the block that they might be selling. I I, I have a feeling the Durant move changed that for those teams, right? And it, and they're thinking as well. You get you get in the tournament, and and who knows what might happen. Um, but you like like you're kind of talking about of those three teams, the only really sort of significant piece that was added. Was Jakob Pertl to the to the Raptors, right? I mean, the Bulls, the Heat really don't go out and do anything. Mm-hmm. So how much more, like, I'm, how much more of a contender am I supposed to believe in you as, right? Not really at all. And 
I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing all three of those teams were scrambling both in-house of what to try to figure out what to do. And, you know, it probably, probably with a couple of them, Bulls and Raptors I'm talking about, they probably very quickly went from, okay, I, I don't think we should sell now. Let's keep what we have in place and try to run this thing back uh, for the rest of the season and see if we can make any noise. I just, I, I don't believe in any of it. And I think, I think right now after, kind of the, the you know the, the fire sale that Kevin Durant I guess could have started I think the Raptors and Bulls maybe missed out on opportunities to move move yes. some players for some great assets down the line yeah I, I, I don't know, know why I just don't know why you're thinking win now when I don't really think you've got a great chance of winning now yep, right I would agree especially with Chicago especially with the Chicago Bulls yep. um just pull the trigger and, and light it on fire but um there was one report out there that the Bulls thought that they uh that the East was more wide open without the Brooklyn Nets. And so they did well, in response, nothing. And then, then, and then, okay. So I saw that, but then I also saw them, what having long discussions with the Knicks, it sounded like, right. About Levine possibly going there. Yeah. So it's, and, but, I, I think you're really, I think you're really disappointed in those squads. Can I also mention, so these are the last two points because I, I got to get out of here, yeah. um, but I want to make two points really quickly. First of which is uh, Russell Westbrook, there are teams being thrown out there. I think we can kind of eliminate the Clippers for the most part, like given what the Clippers did at the deadline yeah. in their backcourt. I just, I'd also don't think that really fits. Um, so we'll see that. I mean, that has been thrown out there, but the, you always have to pay attention to the language. The, the reports I have re- been reading are Russell Westbrook has interest in joining these teams. It's like, well, that's great. I have interest in being a millionaire. <laughs> it does not mean that it is going to happen anytime soon. So I always like the wording of those reports because that is the way it's been worded. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I also wanted to note too, when well, we talk about teams like not standing pat and not being disappointing, but I also think Memphis is one of those sitting on the outside now going like, Oh boy. Like all we did was add Luke Kennard. <laughs> like that's, 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 I think something that you're looking at and going, you know, the, the, like the West is already pretty tough. And you know, the, yeah. the clip has been thrown out there already today. John Morant saying he's not worried about anybody in the West. The Grizzlies might want to start worrying about the West because uh, I think they were a team that uh, if you had them high, Everybody crept up on them, or if you had them like where I did, I think uh, there were quite a few teams that moved by them. Yeah, I, I what I took away from that. Look, man, I'll still I'll give them at least a little bit of credit. At least they went out and tried to do something. I think they they at least realized, uh oh, like maybe we weren't planning on doing anything at all, right, JVT? And it was, yeah. uh oh, I think we got to do something here. I, you know, this just got more competitive for us to win. Uh, you know, you know, with with the team we have right now, I don't think it's good enough. So. I'll give him a little bit of credit. At least go out. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're one of the best three point shooters in the league, right? I, I mean, that's for for a team that we've we have different concerns about at different different times of a month over you know different players on a team. I think you can add a guy like Luke Kennard that is just a knockdown three point shooter. I don't think it's a bonus. They're just never a team I've really been. I'm just going to need to see it from the Grizzlies first before I start believing it. It's not to say they're a bad team. It's not to say they don't have the ability to be great in the Western Conference, but I'd rather not bet on them and see get see them get to a Western Conference Finals than you know put a bet on them and completely mm-hmm. fall flat. All right. Well, to recap again, at least for me, uh, the two bets I think out there: Lakers make the playoffs plus one ninety five uh, or better, plus one eighty four. Actually, I think is what, what's at FanDuel right now, and um, Warriors win the Western Conference at uh, plus seven fifty or better. You can find those. Those are uh, ones very much worth making. Uh, for those who are maybe just seeing this, uh, this will be, of course, up on the uh, podcast feed. So uh, you can take that in and see what the recap has been of a pretty wild trade deadline for the most part. It's been a lot of fun. Any parting thoughts, Kelly, for the audience? 
real quick, I just want to back up the one one other team. I want to give a shout out uh, to? I mean, we brought up the Raptors side of it, but Spurs. You keep on spurring, baby. Victor Webanyama, that's the goalie only goal. So the more draft picks you add, the better. That's that right. you needed to get rid of Pirtle, add another first-round draft pick, that's great. It's keep stacking up this future draft stock because that's your goal this season is to somehow get land that lottery ball and get number one. And uh, Josh Richardson too, right? And Richardson is yep. now a member of the New Orleans Pelicans. So yep, good for, the, good for them. That's what you do, baby. You that's just you rip do. it apart. Just You're strip it take, down. You take right. There you yep. go. Those injuries to uh, Keldon Johnson and Trey Jones might be uh, a little lengthy, right? Might be keeping them out of some games. That's what I would say. <laughs> we would be a little precautionary with those, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not even back-to-backs. Like, ooh, third game in like five days? I don't know about that. Let's, uh, right. <laughs> let's let them rest a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Like, rate, review, subscribe. And again, um, check out decent.com. We have a lot to offer. Super Bowl coverage from Arizona has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And make sure you join us for the big game on Sunday as well. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage from the beginning of the day all the way into the end. So again, decent.com decent.com slash subscribe and Harvard handicappers wherever you find your podcasts uh we have used technology today maybe it'll be something we use going forward it better like be it. just shipped to 25.99 a month for this thing so let's do this baby come on <laughs> infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.